You're so fucking gay. <laughs> She strikes again, the baddest fox burglar, the sickest scissoring sister, and the one and only perfect pussy puncher. That would be Amanda Martin. Hello, homos and others. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys know that I'm a lover of all people. Okay, that's not even true either. I actually don't like most people. So I'm back this week with part two of last week's episode with Chris and Elizabeth doing a segment that I'm going to very fondly call Queer Questions. Um, I wanted to hit on a couple things before we hop in. First of all, I just wanted to say to all of you out there that I really appreciate all the positive feedback that you guys have been giving me. I've received so many compliments and lots of praise and you guys know how to stroke my ego, and I really appreciate it. Secondly, I really wanted to give a big thank you to people that have actually given me constructive criticism. Um, for those of you that have known me for a decent amount of time, you know that humility is difficult for me. But it's only by being humble that we allow ourselves the space to truly grow to be our best selves. And how can I expect to encourage all of you to live your best lives if I'm unwilling to take the steps to practice what I preach? So some of the criticism that I got was that I was a little bit hard to follow and I tend to deviate from the conversations at hand. And you guys are totally right. And as I edit the audio, I can see better where you guys are coming from. So just know that I'm working on this and hopefully you'll see my efforts in providing more structure as the episodes come along. But in the meantime, please be patient with me as I figure it out. All right. I think that's all I got for now. If you have not listened to part one of this episode, I suggest you go back and listen to that one first. But with that being said, here's part two. There's a person I know who claimed to be asexual for a very long time and she's not the most attractive of people. Right. And so in my mindset, I thought, well, she just, you know, lucky, lucky for her, she turned out asexual, but now she's got a boyfriend. Right. And so she, she like really put herself in that box for a long time. But I honestly think, and I'm not saying that people aren't asexual. I'm sure there are. But I think that a lot of times people will try to identify with certain groups to feel better about themselves when they don't need to put themselves in that box to begin with. And I think you're going to be better off. I mean, I don't know. I, and, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be a part of LGBTQ. That brings up a great point, too. I think that because being gay or being trans or being bi is honestly trendy right now. Yes. That totally. it's like I look at teenagers and they're not just allowed to like be awkward be weird experiment they're 14 yeah. and when you're 14 you're awkward and weird exactly yeah and so rather than just like embrace it like i'm weird and i want to dye my hair purple and cut it short now it's like oh and i'm also pansexual and i think that like i went through a lot of psychological fucked up shit as a child realizing i was gay you know so how old were you when you were like realizing it I think, okay, so my earliest memory of, like, attraction, I don't even want to say sexual attraction because I don't think that that develops for a while, but I remember at the age of, like, five 
or so. Understanding that I found women attractive in a way that most girls don't. Yeah. That's, and I don't think I really knew how to conceptualize it. I was going to say until, that feels advanced for five. That's impressive. I mean, to me, that's impressive. I, I, I knew something. I knew I was different, mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, Different um, than then, the norm. Different than the parents that you had in your home. Right? Because right. at that time, you're not exposed to like a, a shit ton of people. So really, right. you're... And it was, ni- and it was 1995. You know, oh my right. gosh, like, it's a little... I must have a little teeter-tot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Little French fry over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely at five years old knew that I was different too, which but not necessarily about my sexuality, which was definitely <laughs> not in 1995. It was 1988. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that far off. Yeah. Amanda doesn't yeah. even know what that I don't know. was. I, I, she didn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like not even a figment of my parents' imagination at that point. <laughs> Were they married I, yet? I don't, I don't even know if my parents had met at <laughs> oh that point. Gosh. Really? How long after your parents got married did you uh, get conceived? Um, Nine months. Or were they even married yet, <laughs> sinners? No, 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 no. My parents did the good, like, Christian thing. <laughs> my parents were each other's first, which I honestly think is really cute. And uh, My wife yeah. and I are our firsts. Oh my god, that's so adorable. Omar's my first, and but only. I'm not his. <laughs> I'm honestly just a fucking whore over here. <laughs> I I'm just gonna continue that gay narrative of being a whore. So, um, no, I was. Let's see, I, my parents' anniversary is a couple months after my birthday, and it's three years. So they they were married in 1987. Okay. And I was born in 1990. 1990. Gotcha. So. <laughs> That's not even, that's not that far off from my wife. She was born in 86. So you're just a little bit younger than her. Thanks, Boomer. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that so much. The whole okay Boomer thing. I call my dad that all the time though. And it's great. It's funny if you're like just joking with someone about it, but like to actually use that in in response as opposed to having a legitimate argument. (laughs) God. My dad will call me a snowflake. So if he, my dad can call me a snowflake, I can call him a boomer. Yeah. Yeah. In that instance, it's okay. My dad is at like that very last year of being considered a boomer. So I definitely have to like rub it in. Nice. Like, my <laughs> dad, you weren't even Gen X. You're a fucking boomer. Our friend Liz, she posted like three or four uh, memes a couple months back where it was boomers against millennials. And then like with pictures of gen x like off to the side just chilling with our beer and our box bowl of chips you know she's like just us xers over here i'm like yes i can sit with you over there because i can identify i'm on the top end of the millennials and i do not identify with millennials i i I identify as generation y it's debatable generation oh my god can you be four years can you be transgenerational i think so (laughs) because my generation as a boomer (laughs) if if uh, what's her name, if Rachel, Rachel Dolezal? Yes. <laughs> if she can be black, then I can be. I'm a, boomer, uh, a three-year-old man. Yeah. You know, have you heard about that weird Canadian guy who decided he's like a 55-year-old man who decided he's a six-year-old girl? Oh yeah. Have you heard about this guy? What a fucking predator! Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's so weird. And a family moved him into their home. Yeah, with like their six-year-old granddaughter. Yes. Right? That's good. Yes. Oh, it's so weird. That's- so weird. So disgusting. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, he had a family, you know, and he left them to be a six-year-old little girl. 
I want to leave to be a six-year-old girl. <laughs> no responsibility. And he dresses like one. <laughs> that like brings up a really good point too. Is like, you know, we were talking earlier about how some like the loudest people for the communities are the ones that are actually causing the most harm. Yeah. Right. Like, and so you see, they're a lot also of, the like, smallest portion. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you see, like a lot of like LGBTQ publications that are not criticizing this person because it's like, well, this person is trans. So like you can't criticize this person. And then I look at people like Nick, for example, our friend Nick, who is a trans man or like other trans people in my life. And I'm like, okay, if we are trying to better the public image of the LGBTQ community and what people see on TV as this 56 year old man, that's like, "Mm, actually I'm a six year old girl. And that's their image of trans people. And then you have like LGBT publications that are not being like, no, 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 no. That's actually not a good representation. Guess what? It's doing a lot of fucking harm. Yeah, I would agree. I think it is doing harm because people aren't going to take trans people serious. And and once again, I don't know that I believe in in the whole trans thing. I think people just are who they are. Um, but, without... I, but I mean, there's there's medical reasons why people are trans. Sure. I mean, okay. So our friend Nick, we'll take him for example. You know, born uh, a female, right? But is a male, okay? But at the same time, like, it, it's like one of those things, like. I'm born with male parts and I, I guess I identify as a male because I like a lot of masculine things, but I don't know. Why does that have to identify? Why why does that have to like define me? You know, like why do I have to say, Oh, Hey guys, I'm a trans man. Like why would I have to walk up to someone and, and you know, that's who I'm a trans man. Right. I don't walk around and going, I'm a cis man. But I don't think that Nick walks up to people and says like, I'm a trans man. Of course he would never do that. But there are people, you know, who, who definitely identify that way. Like that's their, that's their identity. Like that's what they, when they think about themselves, they think I'm trans. Right. And I mean, and I, and and I'm with you there because I don't see myself as lesbian Amanda. Right. I'm just like Amanda and I like, like to lick pussy. And like, that's just like, right. That is like such a small aspect of exactly who I fucking am. So why do people focus so much on that being their whole identity? I think that as somebody who has like been stuck in that like realm of it being like all consuming of your identity for me, like I can only speak from my experience, but when, when I first came out, I was in, I was highly religious home. I was in the church culture that is the love the sinner, hate the sin, which like is kind of their way of trying to be compassionate, but it's also super fucked up. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought that when people were teaching me that. Right. Oh my God. Or like, Oh my God, my church has a special program to help people out of their lifestyle. And I'm like, wow. It blows my mind that people can believe in a magic man in the sky, but they can't believe that someone likes the same sex right. or, you know, or was born that way. Like, right. which is easier to believe that there's an invisible God running everything or that uh, Amanda likes women and was born that way. Right. Like what's easier to believe. Right. But, but <laughs> I think ridiculous. that like, again, like it's on the onus of like the community to like, be compassionate, you know, and allowed to have those conversations. Yeah. Because I agree. Like I mean, I'm not religious anymore, but if people had like consistently like made fun of me for being religious, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I make fun of religious people all the time. So like I'm a (laughs) fucking hypocrite here, but I think that like 
had I been like trying to have a sincere conversation and had somebody make fun of me, why would that encourage me to change my mind? Because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have my mind changed. Even if there's reasons for my mind to be changed, I'm not going to change it by being mocked. Right. You know, definitely not. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so back to the whole, like why it consumes your identity. At least for me, I went from a community that was like, it's an abomination, love the sinner, hate the sin. Um, you know, all, all the things that are associated with the anti-gay rhetoric. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I came out and there was this brand new community. That's like, Oh, we don't care who you're attracted to. Like, we just love you for you. And like that aspect is so enticing. Mm. Yeah. But the farther you get in the community, the more you realize, like, they actually really actually give a shit who you're into. No, of course. And the, and I would argue that the ideology is just as strong, if not stronger, in the LGBT community. It's a religion. As is it is it a not? religion. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's very cult-like nowadays. It is. Ma- the mainstream yeah. gay community is so cult-like. And my theory is, and I hate using the word theory because, like, oh, it's so, inc- so incorrect, but bear with me. Uh, my okay, your postulation. That, thank you. Is that <laughs> now we see Chris's strengths? It's not math. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That may or may I'm not dead. be. That may or may not even be a word. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think it is. Oh my god. Anyway, I think it is too. <laughs> so, how I perceive the community is, I think there are a lot more people out there like me that are like, "Hey, I'm just not a." Oh my god, are you looking up the word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a word. And and it worked. Yes. Do you want to say the word one more time for us? Postulation, a suggestion or assumption of the existence, fact, or truth of something as a basis for reasoning, discussion, or belief. Okay, so my postulation on the gay community. <laughs> I feel like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse needs to like, word of the day. I think I'm too young for that. <laughs> yeah. I love Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse. My aunt would call me every Saturday morning and ask me what the word of the day was. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> I loved Cherry. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was a chair that could talk. She was my favorite. The only thing was I was like, yeah. I would never sit on her because I'd be afraid that she would eat my feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why just my feet? I don't know. But that's how my brain worked yeah. when I was five. Well, that's so where your feet would dangle is right by her mouth. If you were ever to like trip on anything, Amanda, and watch Pee Wee's oh, Playhouse, you'd probably have a great time. <laughs> yeah, go look it up on YouTube. I'm sure you'll find some of the episodes on there. You were postulating something, and we all interrupted yeah. you with Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh my god, I was honestly, I don't think you understand how hard I was postulating over here. <laughs> my postulation about the community is that there are a lot more people out there that share my view, but are way too scared to say it. Yeah. Because yeah, I can see that. I, I don't give a shit about the community. I give a shit about people. And, 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 and naturally, and naturally my heart's going to go out to other gay people because I understand that struggle. And I understand like the psychological shit that you go through, especially as a kid in the church, as far as like, the community as a whole, like one of my old coaches, her and I had an argument a couple months back. Cause she was like, we're not, um, none of us are free until we're all free. And I was like, no, like I'm not doing that group think bullshit. Mm. I don't understand like how you can tell me that I'm not free. If like somebody else is being criticized, cause guess yeah. what? There are always going to be people out there mm-hmm. that are against the gay community. 
Just yeah. like there are always going to be, be people out there that are like white supremacists, right? And it's like you sit there and you're like, how the fuck could anybody sit there and think that their skin killer by default makes them more superior? Like that's asinine. But there are people out there like that. Right. And the best that we can do is, you know, grow over time and evolve. Mm-hmm. Or even like John MacArthur telling women to go home. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'll start my own podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Got it, girl. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So do you think, so the community can be just as militant towards its own people sometimes if you don't subscribe to all their ideals just like oh for sure like i'm afraid to ask certain people certain questions because i don't want to be attacked for me just being curious and trying to understand the community and the issues and because i don't always understand them i'm a white cisgendered woman who's dating of or dating who's (laughs) yeah just dating for the last 11 years how long you been married (laughs) 11 years (laughs) and almost one month Um, it's you're in an interracial marriage i'm in an interracial marriage well and you know what technically Technically, even if you're married, you can still date your spouse. So, yeah, I think that's actually kind of nice. Yeah. So I guess I'm keeping it fresh here, people. Um, Yeah. So married to Mr. Tall, Dark and Dating Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome um, with our four kids. Like, I don't. What was I going? She just wanted that black dick. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The point is, I'm afraid to ask certain people certain things. That's what we do at Fade to Gray. (laughs) Just. Quit mansplaining. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That actually, I have another question about that. Gender male bullshit patriarchy, <laughs> my ass. <laughs> but anyway, my point is I'm afraid to ask certain people questions like that because all I all I am is curious. And I, I'm not, I don't mean anything malicious by it, but it, my questions can often be taken that way. And so I'll only approach certain people. Because, like, in the theater community that I was a part of, there were only certain gay men I would ask questions of. Because I knew some of the other ones were just so, like, against straight people in general that I couldn't, I didn't feel safe asking them questions. They were going to jump down my throat. With good reason, in my opinion, because they'd had a lot of people jump down their throats. But still, like, yeah. (sighs) You have no argument from me here. And I think, again, like, that's one of the reasons that I want to do things like this for me it's like a call to action to the community to be like hey stop fucking being offended so easily we like we live in this society where it's like automatically assumed that like you are acting in bad faith when did we get to that point Mm. rather than sitting there and automatically assuming that you have good intentions in mind believe in the best in people until they prove you otherwise you know yeah i try anyway doesn't always work (laughs) but so okay I have a weird question for you. I so, love weird questions. <laughs> you could almost say it's a queer question. It's a queer question. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris mansplains a lot. Um, do le- lesbians That's because les- he's autonomous. Plain- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure gay men mansplain as well, but do lesbians lesplain? Ooh. That is a term that I have not heard, but I'm about it. I make stuff up, so I'm sure I made that one up. I'm digging it. I'm going to lesplain all over your face, girl. (laughs) That doesn't even make any sense. I can't lesplain anything like that. I don't ejaculate, you know, but. I have to say, this whole talk has made me think of a movie 
a musical actually that I watched a long time ago <laughs> called The Producers. And there's a song called Keep It Gay. And so I just looked up the lyrics and was reading it. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Oh my God. <laughs> Such a man. He tuned me out when I was talking after I shut him down. <laughs> Yikes. All I heard was Chris Mansplains, he's autonomous, and then I uh, oh my God. keep it gay. Where's Marie? <laughs> I was actually just thinking that I really like just the open talk with no like real agenda, like just the, you know, shooting the shit kind of thing about all this. Like I it's actually a little refreshing. Yeah. I l- I like raw and real conversations, like how how they naturally come up is how they naturally come up, you know? But I think that, like, the more I talk, the more I realize, like, how much of an asshole I really am. I think I think all of us are. <laughs> I so I'm I'm dropping an episode, um, and I talk about. Um, <laughs> he just got the picture of Mater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. God, you know who should be great. next time that we all get together to do queer <laughs> questions? You know who we need to bring in here? Seth? Not Seth. <laughs> Who's that? Joe. Joe! Be oh, awesome. Joe would be great. We, we <laughs> yeah. can't even get him on Fade to Grey. He's supposed to have yeah. uh, an interview on Fade to Grey just at the level he's at on Patreon, and he's never available to do it. I love Joe. Honestly, I probably Same. talk to Joe more than anybody else from Fade to Grey. Nice. I talk to him like daily. He's so funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's great. We stole him from Bad Christian. Yeah, we did. So what what is Bad Christian all about? I don't really... It's a shitty podcast that's pretty much done for. So it was was three friends from college. Two of them are in the band Emery. And they were going through this whole deconstruction process of being Christians, but not really being Christians anymore. And so they did a podcast about it. And it's lasted like five years now or something like that. It's lasted about three years too long. Yeah. So in the last year, they had a bunch of upheaval and one the one guy is a pastor still and he had some sort of mental break. And then the other allegedly dealt with it, dealt with it poorly. And um, so now the pastor guy is not on the show anymore. So but their whole Patreon group is called the BC Club. Which is just a Facebook group, basically. If you pay their Patreon, you get on this group. And that's kind of where my husband Omar met Chris and the other guys from Fade to Grey. That's how we all met? Through that roundabout. And so we started our podcast. So then when we were looking for Patreons, we poached people from the BC Club first. Um, went in there and oh, like, hey, we like you. So you should come hang out with us. Give us five bucks. You're and like, hmm, you can be a couple in. Christians and then let's pick a couple atheists. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> Even like Lena came from BC Club, which is weird to think about, but it's true. Lena. Yep. Lena from BC. Jeffrey. Joe. Yeah. Chad. Yeah. (laughs) Basically half our Patreon. Chad's so cute. I love him and his family. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he's great. Chad Johnson needs a shout out on your podcast. Make sure to put his name in there. Chad Johnson. He's our little pineapple. You watch Psych. Pineapple and Psych. What? You're on your own on that one. Ah, fuck. Put it in the episode. One of your listeners is going to get it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. My my listeners are pretty queer. (laughs) Okay. Well, Psych was a... 
Never mind. <laughs> I think my wife has seen that TV show, and if she's seen it, that means I've seen it at some point. Was it on, like, USA? Yes. It was a comedy uh, detective was show. Was some, like, weird white dude and a black dude? Yep, that's it. And they had a yeah. pineapple, like, on every episode. It was, like, the Easter egg that you'd try and find on every show. Oh, my God. I matched with this Tinder prof- profile the other day. Hold on. It's it's related to the pineapple. Okay. Nice. Hold on. Let me pull up. Oh, fuck. I think it deleted, deleted Tinder. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 I deleted Tinder for, like, the 87th time. So... <laughs> No, I saw this profile pop up, and, like, the profile picture was, like, a pineapple with sunglasses on, and I was, like, I'm intrigued, and so I kept on, like, going through this person's profile, and, like, literally every picture was, like, the pineapple in, like, a different position, like, doing something, and I was, like, yep, I'm gonna right swipe on this, like. That's hilarious. I'll have to find it and post it, but I was, like, <laughs> That's awesome. this is actually really well done. Nice. But, that's random, but. Yeah. So yeah, Tinder's been a trip lately. I uh, so like I said, I was I'm dropping an episode, and um, I talk about um, when because you guys, oh, man, you guys haven't been on like the Tinder scene, have you? Nope. Like the online dating scene. Nope. It was not a thing when I was in the dating field, and I was looked at very strange when I connected with Omar online. We'd met each other in person, but we reconnected years later online and that was very like whoa weird that's so funny chris have you like dabbled in the online world never um and in fact i have been married for longer than i've even owned a computer so yeah what i mean by that is like since like the 70s or what (laughs) well my first computer was after i was married married. to his wife because it was the first woman besides (laughs) his mom that he ever saw (laughs) yeah so no i never never dabbled in the online dating game uh i okay, only know so what it's I'm gonna like. Have to, like break this down for you guys <laughs> yeah so i'm sure you know a little bit right you, like you left swipe for somebody that you like don't want to meet up with and you right swipe for people that like you do want to meet up with it's like do i want to lick their genitals do i not want to lick their genitals yeah but how like, would you know that's basically what it comes down to because how how i mean you don't even know what their thoughts on radiohead is or you're just doing it based Beyonce. on a picture. Yeah, or Beyonce, for oh my example. God, right, seriously. So, like. <laughs> Not every gay can like Beyonce, right? Or do you have to like Beyonce to have a gay card? Oh my God. So, speaking of that, <laughs> the Beyonce gay card. So, when my baby brother came out of the closet, my baby, my baby brother loves Beyonce like I do. And when he came out, my mom was like, I'm so confused. Like, you love Beyonce. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, mom. Like, I don't understand what you're confused about. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Beyonce. That's who's on my hoodie right now. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I thought it was some Illuminati <laughs> person. It is. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to die. But anyway, you're saying but, Tinder. But swipe yeah, so right. With, 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 t- with Tinder, you're you're totally right. Like, you really don't know anything about the person, like, other than their looks. I like, like, I, I go into it in my episodes. You guys are going to have to listen. But I talk about, like, your bio should absolutely be full of like conversation openers. Yeah. Right. So my bio, well, and I also like, I like to put it out there like, Hey, I don't take myself too seriously. Right. So my, my bio says my views on feminism. Cause I feel like that's just a good lesbian attention grabber. <laughs> <laughs> my views on feminism. 
consistently stuck somewhere between burning my bra and asking you to drag me with a dog leash. <laughs> 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 which is like, honestly, like neither of which are true. But like, and I, I've gotten some like weird messages from people. Like I like matched with this one girl and she was like, I would love to, to bring you on a leash in front of my husband. Do you come with your own leash? Holy and shit. And I was like, I don't. But like, and the, for a second, I was like, damn, I could like really work this to get like a really nice fucking leash for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it just got so weird so quick. And I was like, I honestly don't. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, like something's wrong. You know? Yeah. But let me read the question from uh, my buddy that sent me this question on Facebook. And then I want to get your guys' thoughts on it real quick. And then I'll give my answer. And then Chris can go to bed. And honestly, like, I got to get up in, like, less than eight hours. So I probably should hit the hay pretty soon, too. And fuck, dude. Like, we cool. can always do this again. We'll rotate people through. We'll, we'll bring Seth on and let him just be, like, upset. Or why don't we just continue having us three? And then we'll, like, randomly add other people, but not Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's bring Chad Johnson on <laughs> to to get his thoughts on gay people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, he definitely dresses more gay than Seth. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Seth kind of dresses like a lesbian sometimes. His hair is totally what a lesbian's hair. hair. Yes. Oh, you're talking about Seth. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, I'm, talking about Seth. I'm sorry, I was talking about Chad. <laughs> I was like, Seth doesn't have any hair. <laughs> Seth. Seth has more hair on his chest than anywhere else. Uh, Buck Angel. Oh my God! Stop it. <laughs> Are you calling Seth Buck Angel? Oh yeah, I think that's I'm what Luke Seth's for going for. Start going loopy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Amanda just can't even right now, ladies and gentlemen. She can't even. I'm just even. like picturing Seth with a pussy right now, and I'm uncomfortable. I mean, he is always holding a pussy in his pictures. He is, and he's stroking that thing. Yes, he is. All the time. Damn cat. I'm like, stop stroking your pussy. I'm so uncomfortable. Alrighty, guys. So this is from one of my buddies. So I, I, I posted it on my Facebook. Uh, basically a video saying like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to call it queer questions because I hate the word queer. But I want an environment where people feel comfortable to ask questions. And one of my buddies from high school said, hey, Amanda, I saw your post about the question in the LGBT community. And I guess I have a question. And I'm just too chicken shit to post it on your page because I don't want my ignorance to offend anyone. That makes me sad, by the way. Uh, but I'll ask you. And, I think and it's kind of nice. If you may What's up? <laughs> I I mean, you know, he's being nice about it. No, no, no. It's, it's like... It's polite, but it's sad he has to do that. It's super polite. It's sad that he feels the need to do that. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yes, but I'll ask you and see if you may have an answer. I'm curious and I don't know. If someone is transsexual, does that make them gay or straight? Or can it be either? Because you're dealing with one's identity opposed to someone's sexuality Sometimes I feel as if the lines get blurred. Then again, I'm not sure if it matters because you're dealing with individual feelings. But then again, part of me thinks it's important. And just to understand those details, why does it matter? And then he basically was like, 
I understand this might be a little bit confusing. Let me know if you need any clarification. Um, I'm so sorry about my writing. Thanks, Amanda. Um, and I think that like that brings up like a, a really good point too. Is the like, it's kind of like what I was saying before. Like the L, G, and B are the ones that are like dealing with like sexuality, like who you're attracted to, and transgender is how you identify doesn't match the body yeah. that you're in, basically. Um, now I've seen gay trans people. I've seen straight trans people. I've seen bisexual trans people. Um, so wait, define, okay, wait, a gay trans person. Yeah. So, so if Nick, who was born a woman, okay, but is obviously a man now, okay, if he were to be into women. I would say if Nick said he's gay, then I would assume that Nick is attracted to men. Correct. Okay. So even though he's, you know, biologically I, I born would, a woman. I would woman, assume your sexuality is based on your identification as well. Okay. Yeah. But I've really that seen it all sense. over the place too. Yeah. Well, you know what I would say about this? I would say that they don't fall on any one of those LGBTQ uh, letters. Uh, I would say that they're their own person and they can do whatever they want to do with their own body and they can, uh, you know, have the autonomy to do that. And, uh, <laughs> and that's all they need to know. And yeah. Word. Well, we can wrap it up with that. Elizabeth, do you want to add anything <laughs> to the conversation? Oh no. <laughs> I just close us out. Any last thoughts for queer questions? I want, I want a letter. <laughs> How about a scarlet letter, no. you fucking whore? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, I just think. What are we gonna? Oh my god! Know. What if the LGBT community adds emojis next? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're gonna have to start doing that because at this point, they've almost run out of letters. And I mean, I love you all, but seriously, we're gonna have to like go like. I should have hit up my brother who lives in China and be like, hey, we need, we need some of those Mandarin characters, brother. We are all out over here. Yeah. That's hilarious. In Spanish, it's oh, just LGBT. I, they don't even add the Q or anything. They just say LGBT. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really, thank you, Amanda, for letting us get in here and ask you questions. It was really fun. Well, thanks. Thanks to you guys for, you know, you guys are ahead of me time-wise. So I appreciate you guys staying up late. I'm ahead of Amanda. That's cool. I fucking love Amanda. I'm so happy that you asked me to to come on. I'd love to be on anytime you'd like. Wow. What a fun episode to record for you guys. Wanted to give another really big thank you to both Chris and Elizabeth for taking time out of their busy schedules to make sure that I have some content to put out there for you guys. You can find Chris and Elizabeth on the Fade to Gray podcast as well as the podcast Movies That Molded Me. I've actually been featured on both of those podcasts, so I highly recommend going and checking those out. I also wanted to thank all of you that took time out of your schedule to listen to this episode as well. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, please go over and rate and write down a little review for me as well. Make sure you hit that five-star button. You guys have no idea how much that actually helps me get my message out there. And if you feel like I have a message that you resonate with and other people will resonate with as well, one of the best things that you can do is to share it with your friends and your family. I really want this thing to grow. I'm really looking to make an impact and encourage people to the greatest extent that I can. 
And lastly, don't forget to go follow me on Instagram at snapbacks and sports bras for some quality comedic material. And I'll see you guys here next week where I have a discussion with my friend Layla about friendship and what it takes to be a good friend. Until next time, guys, Pussy Puncher is out. Out.